Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, um, <laughs> there's always a little delay. How you guys doing? Um, welcome to another episode of Refined Taste with Dario. And I'm Chris. What's up, Chris? Um, we have another fantastic show, um, the special Wednesday edition. We'll be doing a couple of these Wednesday ones because uh, we just got to get these guests on. We can't wait till Monday, <laughs> you know, uh, our schedule's booked. So we got to do this. Um, excited to have this guest on this week um, of Bold and Gritty Coffee. We got David Paul, Dr. David Paul. Hey there. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for joining us. So it's, go, it's a pleasure. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you, do you go by doctor? Or are you... Uh, you know, most of like my, you know, my buddies and everybody just calls me David. And okay. I think it's, it's one of those tough balances because I'm, I'm still young, you know, mm-hmm. and so out in the community when people say doctor, I'm like, you know, looking over my shoulder, you know, <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, professionally and with patients, I go by doctor, but pretty much everybody knows me as David. Yeah, no, um, I, my impression of just like TVs and movies that like, when, once you become a doctor, you just correct people all day. It, like you're like, actually, it's doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like, no, nah, Mr. Paul, nah, I, I like, wouldn't do no that. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I wouldn't do that. No, because the thing is, like, I feel like most docs, at least the docs I know, they don't want people to know that you're a doctor. <laughs> you know like you're on an airplane and they're like is there a doctor in you're just like uh do i really do, do i really want to get up right now <laughs> you know like you got like you got to help somebody but you're like maybe there's another doctor that's gonna raise their hand first <laughs> you know <laughs> you don't want to be liable for anything just kind of slumping down in the seat yeah right? then you get all the everybody you know is like oh my god you're a doctor oh my god can i become your patient it's like well one you know this kind of doctor that i am if you if you're my patient man you're pretty sick so um <laughs> you don't want you don't want somebody cutting your head open it's not uh you know mm, not wishing not a, for that friday, huh? that's not a friday afternoon activity that most people you know want to embark upon yeah right so you're, so you, you're a neurosurgeon yeah that's right? correct yeah so that's like Neuro, the neurosurgeon resident but yeah two years like before the electrical I was, engineer doctors <laughs> the what the electrical engineer of doctors. Yeah, something. I mean, basically, the nervous system is one bit big electronic circuit. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably one of the best analogies you can make. That's wild. I, uh, <laughs> gonna pat myself on the back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So you're working on you know brains, spines. Um, yeah all sorts it of all, stuff like that yeah everything yeah. yeah the whole nervous system basically so a lot of people just think like you know a neurosurgeon is just a brain surgeon but um right you know neurosurgery is like of the nervous system so you know it's the brain the spine and all the nerves that go um you know with it so every you know all the nerves they innervate every single muscle in your body right you know they mm-hmm. help you move your move your finger right so um you know neurosurgeons will do carpal tunnel which is something that people don't actually realize you're yeah. actually decompressing a nerve um, to help uh, relieve the tingling and pain in somebody's hands. Uh, so pretty much uh, we operate on people from, you know, uh, from head to toe, uh, but primarily the brain is pine. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild, man. What, that's what the, made you choose that, that field? Um, I think some would just call me a little crazy. <laughs> uh, when I was young, uh, my parents really just, uh, my dad had this saying when I was a kid, he said, 
you know, whatever you do in life, shoot for the moon, you know, and if you don't make it, you'll be among the stars. And so, you know, from like an early age, they really just, they just exposed me to so much, you know, and I had an interest in science and business and art, actually, of all things, um, and music. And, uh, you know, I was graduating from high school and I had all these like varied interests. Um, and I actually was like an entrepreneur in high school, which was crazy. And, and actually what a lot of people don't know is that for a split second in high school, I actually thought of not going to college. Um, really? I was, yeah. So in high school, I started this um, like graphic design firm and I landed actually some like decent sized clients and it paid for like a lot of my books and stuff in college. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we would do like uh, graphic design for like trade show booths and like website development and all these other sorts of things. And I got this like job, uh, side job working at a printing company where they did uh, like uh, basically like offset printing and they did like digital printing of like these huge, like vinyl, like, you know, huge signs. And they'd also did vinyl printing. And I was like, man, like I could actually make this a big thing. Do I like, do I actually really want to leave in two months and go to college? Like I could just, if I start young, I could just like make something of this, but I don't know what, if it was like common sense that smacked me in the head, if it was fear, um, but, you know, it was like, you know, my parents had, you know, a decent, you know, uh, middle class, you know, lifestyle. But I didn't really have my grandfather was an entrepreneur, but he kind of like gave up his business to become a pastor. So I, I didn't really have any any mentors in my life that were really making a, a really viable lifestyle for themselves and their, their families as an entrepreneur. Uh, but like, you know, you look around the community and I didn't know a lot of doctors, but, you know, a doctor was a stable job. Right. And you knew you always had a job. And so um, I'd always been interested in the nervous system. And like, I thought neurosurgery was cool. Um, And so I was like, okay, all right. Like I can always do graphic design on the side. Right. If I like, if I flunk out of college, I can design some flyers for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, uh, yeah, so I just, I went for it. And one thing led to another uh, networking, shadowing. I made it, you know, I got accepted here to Rochester for medical school. Man, I was blessed. I think that probably if I would have landed somewhere else, I wouldn't have had the mentorship that I had here that helped me to like realize that, you know, um, neurosurgery is kind of like my family away from my family. It's kind of my, it's where I fit, you know, it's where I see uh, my skill sets really uh, being, you know, utilized to help people in, in the, you know, in the best fashion that I can. Are you, uh, you originally from Rochester? No, so I'm originally, I originally grew up in Michigan, so um, oh. yeah, born and raised in Michigan, uh, I spent most of my life in West Michigan, I was born in like the middle of the state in this little small city called Albion, Michigan that probably nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> I've, I've heard of it. You heard of Albion, Michigan? Yeah, I'm not going there, but I've heard you of it. You got family or something? <laughs> What's your connection there? I'm curious. Uh, I just, I know a lot of people in Michigan, like I know a lot of people in the Detroit area and Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I know a couple of youpers, but like they uh-huh. move there. They don't gotcha. they're not yeah. from there. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of I got the whole the I got the whole mitten. Oh, like, you got the, the hand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this part yeah, I don't actually know. it's in reverse because uh, the way the right, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know anybody in Michigan. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, that's all right. Now you do. Well, now, now you know somebody yeah, from Michigan, yeah. at least. You got, right. you got a connection. 
<laughs> so do they like in in the hospital do they call you motown since you're from michigan no but like yeah so detroit seems to be the only place anybody's ever heard of from michigan so mm-hmm. um and it's on the complete opposite side of the state but uh it, it i don't know i just i can't shake it so you know um i think it was malcolm x he went by he, he so malcolm x was born in lansing but when he moved from michigan everybody called him detroit red because nobody had ever mm. heard of Lansing. It's the same thing. Yeah. I moved here and they'd be like, yo, what's up, Detroit? I'm like, I, I don't correct them no more because I'm like, I'm not from Detroit, but if that's how you remember me, sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the same thing we get when we tell people we're from New York, right? Yeah, so, everybody thinks right. New York yeah. City, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't shake it. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you're in the hospital quite a bit then it's, yeah that's where you spend your days yeah yeah, yeah. majority so, uh, of my time yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> how have things been going over there it's been busy um i think that uh covid has kind of like pulled back a little bit so the hospital is still full but it's not you know like over capacity like it was because it it got crazy <laughs> for a little bit yeah. um yeah it was and, pretty bad for a while yeah 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 <laughs> real bad um <laughs> I'm actually, this is an interesting, like unique year. And I think it probably might segue into like further uh, areas of the, of our, of our talk and conversation. But this year I'm actually spending a year in the ICU, which is an interesting year uh, for me, especially as a neurosurgeon, because you don't think of a neurosurgeon typically as being like an ICU doc. Um, And so I've had like kind of the exposure to COVID patients to like, you know, what's happening in the ICU right now. And um, man, it's been it's been an eye opening eye opening experience to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you think you feel that that's motivated? Basically, your change, like starting the brand and everything. Um, no, it's not. It, ha- it so on some level it has, and I've shared this story publicly now. But you know, in this like summer, something like happened in Rochester that was super crazy that none of us really heard about it until the fall. And that was uh, when Daniel Pru uh, was murdered by police here in Rochester. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I found out by email, just like everybody else in our community, the president of the university sent out an email that said, the first line was, say his name. So when I read say his name, I immediately knew something's going on. And something, something, it's not good, whatever it is. And then the next two words, Daniel Prude. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. But when I read that name and I saw the last name Prude, it registered in my mind that that's a family name. And I'm related to some Prudes. And not just Prudes from anywhere. I'm related to some Prudes from Chicago. And so I called up my dad and I said, hey, you know, did you hear about all this that's going on? Because at this point, we hadn't really, you know, talked a lot about it. You know, all everything in the world has been going on. So it was kind of like this silent understanding that, man, the world is just a messed up place. Um, but I called him and he's, you know, he said, you know what? He's actually, that's, he's actually your cousin. And that moment for me mm-hmm. was just, it was crazy to, to have a family member a cousin at that, right, uh, that I had never met in my life, visit 
the city that I'm in, visit family of mine in the city that I am that I never met, be murdered by police and then die in the same unit of the hospital that I start my ICU fellowship in. That was, it was, it was overwhelming. And so battling with that and just emotionally dealing with that and figuring out, okay, where is my place in all of this? And, you know, merging that with my desire to really make a difference in the world beyond just what I do in medicine, it really just accelerated um, a desire that I had to do something, to do something more. And I've always had a passion for telling stories. I've always had a passion for raising awareness around issues of social justice. I've always had a passion for, um, you know, building up men. You know, uh, my buddies and I, we started the Minority Male Leadership Association in Rochester. And even dating back from college, a phrase that I have with like friends of mine is, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. That's actually, it's a biblical phrase that's just, that's just stuck with me that's, that's been passed down. And so when all of these events happen, it was just like, now is the time, right, to make your move. And... Mm-hmm. You know, Bold and Gritty actually didn't start as a coffee business. It started as basically like an organization to tell these awesome stories and narratives of African-American men who overcome against all odds to do some really great things in the world. And from that, it turned into a brand. Because, you know, when you think about your reach, and how do you tell these stories and, and who do you get that you know, narrative out to? How do you build a conversation? How do you build a movement? You know, you could just throw something up on Instagram or on your personal page and that, that might reach the you know, 15 people that like your stuff, you know? But if you really want a broader appeal, you have to build a movement. So that's where the brand came. And thinking about how do, what types of things do I want to attach to the brand? What's important to me? What helps me? What motivates me? And how do I build this sort of narrative of a bold and gritty lifestyle? Coffee became the obvious vehicle to tell that story, right? You know, you have a conversation around a cup of coffee, right? You're drinking your coffee right now, yeah, right? And right. so uh, some, of the, some of the toughest uh, conversations I've had, I've had a cup of coffee in hand, right? And so using the coffee as a way to build a brand that tells a narrative was really the the sort of the genesis of bold and gritty as a company and as a brand and from there it's just it's just expanded yeah no i mean uh the message is it's on point um it it's basically you you telling the stories of um you know throughout history people that have the black um blacks that have been successful and uh you know through all odds basically have changed the world right yeah yeah Yeah, not just just, not just like the historical side but you know we're making history right now right right right? you know what's what's so bold and gritty about the brand is that i'm a black neurosurgeon and entrepreneur who started this business right that's bold and gritty and we're telling the stories of individuals across the nation that are just doing their thing, that are making history right now, that are building their communities, that are giving back, that are mentoring, that are being present in their homes with their families, that are being fathers to their children, right? Mm-hmm. That 
that we're, we're telling the narrative of our culture as we want the history to be represented, right? We're, right. we're making that history ourselves and we're not letting the world tell our story, right? And I think it's, it's important to take ownership of, of your story. Stories are important and to build pride in, in, in your culture. And, and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing. Definitely. How uh, how's how's the reception been since you started it? Yeah, mostly positive uh, reception. I haven't really had uh, a lot of negative reception. I mean, I think that the people who would negatively receive it just don't follow the page. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just one That's of those fair. things. Like we're very out there and in, in, like in the open about what we represent. We don't hide it. So you know, um, if you don't like us, the people just don't follow us. I guess. Um, and uh, you know, I think um, you know as partly part of the problem of like silos of social media and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think people have really been inspired, you know, even the thing is that you don't have to be rich and famous to be a bold and gritty man. It's just everyday people that just by the crap that they deal with on a day-to-day basis, right. They're overcoming. I had a, a IG live with, uh, Brennan Steele last week. He's the author of a book called breathe brother. It's a journal. It's a reflective journal for men of color that works through like your emotions, like your daily, you set your daily agenda. It's, it's actually super dope. And one of the quotes he has in there is that just waking up every day and taking a breath as a man of color in this nation is an act of resistance. I love that. Right. And so <laughs> just, just all you got to do is wake up and breathe, man. And live your life. That's bold mm-hmm. and gritty. It's, you know, for like a lot of people in our country, that that is that is an act in and of itself, right? To mm-hmm. to just be proud of, <laughs> you know, to just live one more day, right? That's you know, that's bold and gritty. <laughs> um, and we want people to realize that that you know everyone's story is important, and we can't just rely upon the stories that media feeds us and you know, success lies beyond just the individuals who you see on TV who are like on the news constantly, our celebrities, you know, our, you know, our entertainers, our athletes, you know, right here, we got three bold and gritty guys on this, on this coffee conversation right here. You know, that's, that's life, you know, and I think everybody, everybody can get behind that. No, definitely. Um, You know, trying to expand our reach beyond just our own lives you know yeah to touch people to get the message out you know yeah so now, how um, did you uh come up with the logo because i see that uh-huh. it kind of reminded you of that um that Kehinde oh, yeah. wiley statue oh yeah yeah <laughs> nice. like the one that was at times square i think it's yeah. like it, got, it replaced the robert yeah. e lee statue it's the first thing yeah. i thought of but i wasn't sure if you were harkening back to that or if you like horses or so a little bit of all the above. So uh, the genesis of it was I was on a on, on a car ride with my wife. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the brand. We're talking about the narrative and imagery for the brand. And I just asked her because I wanted it to be something that was unique and that made a statement. So I said, hey, what's something that you really don't see black people doing? Mm-hmm. And she kind of scratched her head. And the first thing that came to mind was riding a horse. Then the next thing that came to mind was skiing and 
sailing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there were a few other things that came down the road. But the first thing that she said was a black man on a horse. And I said, okay, all right. Wow, that's something to, to think about. Um, and I started looking into, you know, black equestrian culture, um, the history of, you know, what it meant to be a cowboy. And, and I learned a lot of cool things about sort of our heritage. And I really wanted that to be sort of an emblem. And then there's another picture, uh, I believe it's the 1968 Olympics, where mm. um, the, you see the three guys on the podium, there's two black guys and a white guy. And uh, they all, they take their medals on the podium with the fist raised. Yes. And I thought that that's just such a powerful, you know, and the fist, you know, it's on the hair pig. It's just, it's just part of our culture, right? You know, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's just a sense of pride. So um, literally my first mock-up of the, of, the, of the graphic was I did a silhouette of the first uh, place winner as he was walking off the stage with his fist up. Yeah. I like made him just in black in Photoshop, just, just a silhouette of his actual picture. And then I found a little clip art piece of a horse and I just plopped him on top of it. And I looked at that <laughs> and I was, man, that's dope. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and so I have a buddy from back at home who's a graphic designer. And so I, like I met with him and like we can show like different mock-ups and then obviously it was not, you know, clip art It's original artwork that he actually uh, created it and like, you know, like drew and then digitized and stuff. Um, but that's kind of how that piece came together. And then when we were thinking about, okay, we want this to be something that we can trademark. We, you know, did our research on sort of other images that look similar and Hendy Wiley popped up and he had been on my radar cause he did the Obama portrait, but I had no idea that he had did the statues. So I just did a Google search of like black men on a horse images. And I went through <laughs> like 5,000 images uh, and Google, just cause you want to make sure that your brand is unique and that you're not, you know, infringing on somebody's patent. And I came across that and I said, wow, this is, and it had literally been released, what, like two months before we were going to really think about just uh, making Bold and Gritty a thing. And mm -hmm. so I, I was in, immediately, it, it dawned on me that this is something that is resonating. This is a subculture within our community. And, uh, you know, that's a story that hasn't really been told. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, we have the fist raised um, and it's not an exact, obviously, uh, replica of his statue, but it does it does convey that same emotional feeling when you when you look at that when you look at that logo and you get that vibe. You're like, man, that's that's dope. That's like yeah. I can I can vibe with that, man. I'm feeling that, you know. Definitely. Yeah. No, the logo is great. Um, there's no there's no mockups out there of a bold and gritty skiing logo. <laughs> no, just, I just you know, I, I just did think that narrative would be like well, it doesn't necessarily resonate with me, you know. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I just yeah. I'm not a skier, uh, and you know, there's a lot of people who've never been on a horse, but I think being on a it is, is a little bit more tangible for people. Right. And then yeah, you had like Django, I can go right? find a horse right now. Yeah, yeah. Django. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I gotta Django's go all like the way to the doctor out there, there, you know. Uh, Jamie Foxx <laughs> on a horse, so it's like you can get behind that. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely like it's elevated, right? You, it's mm -hmm. like a sense of power on top of yeah. the horse, too. Yeah. Um, this for this month, 
uh, you're doing like a special series with the coffee. We start talking about yeah. the coffee. Yeah. Um, you sent us one of the what, what are you calling these? Um, uh, legacy? legacy blend. Legacy. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. We got one with John Lewis here. Um, you tell us about this a little bit. Yeah. So you know the inspiration for that is obviously it's Black History Month, and mm-hmm. you know throughout the year we tell the stories of now but we haven't really focused on telling the stories of the past. And so, you know, I think that the month of February is a good opportunity to do that and to honor those legends. So we chose four legends this this year. We chose John Lewis, Frederick Douglass, of course, you know, we're a Rochester based company, uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Sort of as these icons of culture that, you know, these are the people whose shoulders we stand on uh, to be able to move about society as we do. You know, um, and, you know, the, the thought behind it is, you know, my wife and I were, how do we sort of shake up the brand a little bit? And we felt as if since we had launched the coffee, the messaging of the brand had gotten away from our original intention to tell stories. Right. Because we started as an organization to tell stories, not even a business, just we're just telling stories. And we were actually going to put all these stories into a, a coffee book. And that's still the plan. Right. Um, and we got into the coffee and it was cool. We had this product, the coffee, which, you know, you can see our, our branding on the, on the coffee, which is nice. And then on the, you know, on the back of the coffee, it has our, our story. Um, and you get these really nice note cards with each package that really kind of highlights one of the stories. But we thought about if, if coffee is really going to be the vehicle for telling these stories, the coffee and the packaging should be the story, right? It should be the imagery. Rarely do you get, you know, a package of coffee and the packaging is artistic, right? There's so much white space on the coffee. Same with a candle. There's just white space. Why can't we turn the package of coffee into a canvas of art that tells a story? And so what better month to launch sort of a new direction for Bold and Gritty is to uh, start by putting these icons on our packages, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, same with the candles. So I have a candle here. You know, this is the Frederick Douglass candle, right? So, you know, our products tell, yeah, our <laughs> products tell that story. It's not, it's no longer an afterthought. It's no longer, oh, by the way, here's this card with your coffee. No, the product itself is advancing that narrative is telling that story and so you know uh the next phase and you know wow it's kind of dope because we haven't really talked about it is you know we have the legacy collection but then that leads us into our storytellers collection right so think of jones soda right y'all remember jones soda like we're i think we're like the same like age demographic uh (laughs) and I just remember being in like middle school or high school or whatever. And that was the thing, man. You, you like, you went to your like local store or corner store or whatever, you know, that was my weekend treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after church, like I snuck to the store, I got a Joe soda. I sat on the couch, put my feet up and I enjoyed <laughs> that blue soda. <laughs> but yes. the unique thing about the, yeah, <laughs> but the unique thing about the branding of the soda is that they just had these random pictures on it. Yeah. Right. You didn't, you didn't even pick the picture. You just, Whatever was on there, it was on there. But that was cool because you could send in your picture and you, you know, 
uh, it was like an exciting thing if your picture got featured on like the box. On the inside of the label, you could see it too. Yeah, yeah. on the inside yeah. of the label, you could yeah. see it. So I was like, why can't we do that? Right? Mm-hmm. So why can't like our product be like the Jones Soda of Black culture that tells these <laughs> untold narratives? Right? So, you know, not only are we going to be like launching these stories out on Instagram, but like the products and the packaging are going to represent those stories as well, which is going to be I'm I'm very excited for what this year has in store. And February, I think, is is sort of just the beginning of uh, us being able to sort of live into that vision of uh, what we what we began as the company. Cool, man. No, it's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got. Um, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be watching and ordering coffee. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you ordering something? <laughs> Uh, I was trying, but you you sold out, so I gotta I gotta. Oh, wait. which one? Which oh. one is this? I was trying to get the uh, the collection with the sweatshirt and the and the mug and the candle and all yeah, that. Yeah, I think some of the items in there are sold out, but uh, mm-hmm. hit me up and we work on it. All right. Yeah, I'll... hit me up. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Because <laughs> yeah. I think These... that that collection has one of the candles that were, I think just like sold out of and discontinuing as we transition to these ones. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And uh, and so we, yeah, we could hook you up. Um, I would tell everybody though, you know, for folks watching, man, these things are going fast. So, um, you know, if you want one, get one now. Uh, we only have a couple left and then we'll have to, then we'll have another ship date mid, mid February. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, you mind if I actually share that code? If we share, yeah, code? yeah. No, I was yeah, going yeah, to go cool, ahead. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, cool. No, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited to be with you guys. So I figured, man, like, what way to uh, just celebrate hanging out with y'all? Um, and and my introduction to your followers by offering a flash sale to uh, all of you all's followers. So uh, we're uh, doing um, a, a code called Refined Fifteen. And, uh, you know, one, you one five. Go to, yeah, one five. So if you go onto the site uh, between now and midnight on February or not midnight on February, <laughs> midnight on Friday, uh, you'll get 15 percent off of uh, everything except a subscription purchase. So, um, yeah, this is just to uh, say thank you for allowing me to be uh, on the show and uh, as a as an introduction and, and a hello to all your followers. Awesome, man. I'm going to be taking advantage of that myself. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Definitely. Yes. This is day two. I can't wait. About to find that <laughs> <check>. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So you got a lot in store for the brand. Yeah. Um, we're excited. We were talking before it, you're a new brand. You just, it, like I was saying, it feels like you've been around for a while, but it, it's just brand new. Yeah. You just started a couple of months ago? Yeah, we launched November 1st, right before, <laughs> right before like, you know, the Black Friday season. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So it's been what, three months, four months? Yeah, exactly three months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you imagine that like you'd be at where you are? Is this the projection right now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't really have a full scope and, uh, you know, I think most things that I think on in life, I actually I don't recognize the um, the full responsibility and weight that comes with it. Like you know, if somebody would have told me how hard I would have had to work as a neurosurgeon, I man, I would have found the first exit 
you know, because everybody says, oh, man, I work hard or I do this or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I work hard, too. No, nah, it's a whole different level <laughs> of working hard. <laughs> right. But same thing with this business. I thought, like, OK, all right, you know, this is a cool idea. And actually, my brother-in-law kind of scolded me because I was asking him for his help. And he looked at me. He was like, dude, like, like, you just playing around, man. Like, if you want me to help you, like, you have to live, breathe and eat this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not going to help you with this if like this is not what you're committed to and I like at first I was I was offended I was upset <laughs> but then I really took it to heart and I, re I realized that even with my wife in order to get her to be on board like I had to be like 100 and so I've, I've been grinding you know um, like crazy uh, have you, you been know, sleeping uh, David not much not much uh, <laughs> not you got the coffee lie. is this this yeah. is where the coffee comes hey, in hey. <laughs> Molded gritty in your cup, man. Um, <laughs> um, but like, you know, I had to put that work in. Where you were, you doctor? When when you come in, I'm like, this guy hasn't been sleeping. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. We've, neurosurgeons are made different. Um, okay, okay. But, uh, no, but like, seriously, though, I had to like put that work in and prove to my wife and like go hard, you know, to get her to back me because I can't like do something that takes me away from my family and do like, you know, a half job at it. So, you know, I think with that mentality and like building a legacy for my son, you know, proving something to myself, uh, you know, honoring my wife for allowing me to do this, um, being efficient with my time, recognizing that, yeah, my day job is as a neurosurgeon. So, you know, uh, I can't just be like screwing around like when I'm off work, I have to be serious. So I've, I've really approached this with like intentionality, efficiency, um, utilizing my resources and I think that that is, and like, and God's favor, right? Like, you know, I'm a man of faith. And I think that like, this allows me to really like, just kind of share my story, right? So people say like, okay, like what, like, do you think that like, you could have made all this traction like on your own or whatever? Nah, man, like I couldn't do it without like my faith in God. And, you know, my life is an example for other people to see like, you know, what what's possible when you like align yourself, uh, you know, you know, like you know rightly so uh and have faith and then just like dig in right like faith without works mm -hmm. is dead so like i just been grinding like i got i got a vision <laughs> i got you know a focus and i'm just i'm laying the groundwork man i'm just i'm digging in and you know hopefully you know uh things just you know continue to go up obviously you, you know you're inspiring me david come on Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> i feel inspired <laughs> right now <laughs> preach david please i want to live a life that's you know an example for other people that they could be like wow there's something different about him right like what is it and like you know i'm i'm you know i'd love to have a conversation with you about what that is you know um, yeah, yeah. And over no, a cup some, of coffee. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we don't we don't think about like the effect that just yeah. ourselves and how we, you know, uh, carry ourselves just in our daily lives. You know, it can affect other people. You know, you can yeah. influence other people. So, um, you know, putting that thought into it is important, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you're a father, too? Yeah, I have a two-year-old son. Wow. He turns, uh, he turns three next week. So you really don't sleep at all, like. Hey man, I'm talking. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you could. Hey, you could put a camera in my house and watch what goes on here. My wife would tell you, man. This, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely. Uh, you know, we grinding all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so you, uh, 
Right, exactly. <laughs> you got a, a team too, right? You got a, yeah. a couple other people helping you. Yeah. So my wife, uh, she she's the business minded person. Like I like I have a background in like graphic design, marketing, those aspects of business just because of like, you know, what I did in high school. Like, um, but she she's like the the business acumen kind of person. She got her her MBA from Simon and she works for uh for Wegmans. She's actually a buyer uh for Wegmans. Uh-huh. Um and so she's been extremely helpful with like product development, thinking about sort of how to sort of build the brand out, um, what things we need to be thinking about for the future. And then we have um Amber who's uh who manages our social media and man, we've been blessed with her. You know, the thing is that like when you surround, like you want to surround people, like surround yourself with people who you can trust. And I'm just so blessed to have both of them, you know, um, you know, just kind of digging in and helping with helping with building the business. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And then, you know, um, we have a, you know, a team of folks who's kind of helping us with uh, roasting the coffee, you know, because obviously like I'm at the hospital uh, working all day. So, um, you know, the coffee has to get, you know, roasted. You, locally you, sure fresh. you don't have a clone, so, David. You're no, I don't have there. a clone. No, I don't have a clone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, the coffee's roasted fresh, like right here in Rochester. And like, we got, you know, a team that's like helping us make that possible and make that happen and providing you with some of like the best coffee in Rochester. So, uh, man, like without that team around me, none of this would be possible really. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's teamwork makes a dream work. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh? Where are you roasting your coffee? So we're roasting it downtown. Uh, we haven't like told everybody like, oh, this is like the guy who's roasting it. But yeah, it's roasted right here in uh, in Rochester. So yeah, man, it's, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, real good stuff. Cool, man. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the coffee's great. Uh, the brand is great. Uh, I don't see any issues here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you have terrible ideas for Bold and um, Gritty? <laughs> I mean, I would you look like you think you're hard, man. I want to hear what you got. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Gritty, I like I like the tone of it. Um, I was thinking like maybe like a. Uh, hip hop branding, like I don't know if you can partner with any of these people, but I used to love Smith and Wesson, and that's the same cadence as Bold yeah. and Gritty. Like if you can make a Smith and Wesson blend, yeah, or even like anything from Wu Tang. I just assume, like anything, yeah. any whenever I think of coffee and grinding, the first thing uh-huh. I think of is Raekwon the chef, nice, like, just <laughs> like cooking up stuff. So I can dig it. <laughs> I don't know what you can do with that. Yeah. It's legal because you know, copyright and stuff. Yeah. But like if you get a whole line of hip hop related coffee blend, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. with it. I can dig it. I also man. want to know, do like what do you what are you listening to? This isn't even like oh. a bad idea. I'm just wondering, what do you listen to? When you're like in a surgery room, because everybody oh, this, <laughs> after I talk to has has their jam. That's a good so question. Yes, yeah, so I will tell you that I've like moved my way up the totem pole. That like my playlist sometimes gets played in OR, but not all the time. But oh, I, I will tell you because so 
I will tell you that I constantly joke around, though, that, you know, when I so like the ritual is, you know, you scrub your hands. Right. And mm-hmm. then you come in, you come in, you know, you let them dry uh, as you walk in there. So like my joke is that when I when I put the sign on my door, uh, you know, I'm going to walk in with uh, so fresh, so clean, but outcast. Yes, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that opening beat, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, usually like when we're closing is uh, like a time when you don't have to like think as much about the case. Like you know, there's a lot of times there's very integral parts of the case, so like all the music is down, right? You're under the scope, the, you know, the lights are off. You're under the microscope. You're focused. You, nobody is saying a word. If you if somebody's saying a word, they out. Right, because there's some serious business going on. But like, mm-hmm. when the microscope comes out, when all the lights are on, you like have done the critical portions of the case. Like when you're when you're when you're about to you know close, I have like my closing jams. So you know, I like Outkast. Um, I like you know um, any like '90s hip hop. Um, some of like modern stuff I've been listening to that a lot of people in the OR have been vibing with. Um, Gary Clark Jr. Uh, just mm. because he yeah. Uh, yeah he transcends a lot of different genres. So, you know, right. you listen to his album and you hear a little reggae, you hear a little hip hop, you hear some rock. It's just something that everybody can vibe with. And, you know, you have all different people mingling um, together to form a team in the OR. So you want to make sure that the things you listen to are are respectful and that, you know, everybody can, can like, you know, everybody can have a, have a good time. So that's kind of, those are- Public enemy in the ER. Nah, you know, I don't know that uh Flavor Flav, you know, is uh <laughs> is uh is uh you know not quite. Yeah. yeah no, I, I would you know, there have been some interesting interesting playlists and uh they haven't they haven't uh been too far from the Flavor Flav uh you know uh style, but yeah man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely keep it professional it. and make sure that, you know. The, the time to listen to music is the appropriate time. So, you know, so that the patients are safe. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you're doing great things, David. Um, uh, you know, I, I love the brand. Uh, the message is amazing. Um, you know, I'm excited that this is happening in Rochester too, honestly. Um, so that, you know, that's a great thing. Um, I see that you you had some images with the the new John Lewis mural over there. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, and those and the guys who painted that man, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And actually, yeah, yeah. And I met his sister, who is like good friends with one of the guys that I started MMLA with, and so it's just such a small world. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I love to like support those guys and what they're doing and like all the awesome art that's going up in, in Rochester. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us uh, where where can people find you on social yeah. media and like um, just ordering coffee and yeah. everything? So our biggest presence is on Instagram. Uh, so it's at bold underscore gritty. And then we also have a Facebook, which is uh, bold and gritty. And then our website is www.boldandgritty.com. And if you log on uh, anytime between now and Friday at midnight and you plug in that refined 15 code, uh, you'll get 15% off of your order. Um, it's just a way to say uh, thanks for, for listening to me and all my nonsense <laughs> and, uh, and hanging with us for, uh, you know, for the last 45 minutes. 
Yeah, no, definitely. We'll be reposting that, um, you know, on our Instagram page and our Facebook. Um, Yeah, get some some coffee, get some candles, some merch. Um, Definitely want want the merch. The merch merch game is lit. Some of this coffee, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and get some sleep, David, please. Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry we kept you up so late, honestly. Oh, no, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go spend some time with your son. Um, yeah, I will. Forget us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think spend I'm, some catching, time I'm about wife. to catch the last minute. He's about to go to bed, so it's like story time. So. I'm gonna go up nice. And yeah. Beautiful, yeah. man. Hey, we, we appreciate your time. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you again. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good thank rest you of your evening. Yeah, you, you too. too. All right, bye. Peace. Hey, oh, Paul, man. Man, he's awesome. He's doing gritty. <laughs> like the hardest working man in Rochester. That's, yeah, seriously, though. Um, <laughs> I felt like Sometimes I'm busy, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to complain again. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, and, I mean, you and I, we're doing things. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, we like, hold on, let me finish this post. We like this guy is like <laughs> doing surgery on people's spines. So that's uh, Jeez. serious. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, Bold and gritty is just, it's uh I don't know. I, it, it's fantastic. Um, you always hope that like a lot of brands are like that, you know, that, that the, the message is the brand, you know, like it's right. together. So, um, you know, I'm always down with like Ben and Jerry's when they like, mm-hmm. whenever they come out and they're like, fuck the police. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, an ice Whoa. cream brand. What are you talking about? You're like, what? These are the same guys as your chunky monkey. i can dig it i can dig it they have a whole whole flavor it's got blueberries in it (laughs) (laughs) yes uh man um that was a great show um yeah it's it's a great listen to and and just get inspired you know honestly um it it motivates you to do more yeah like you don't have to start a brand but you could you know, you could do more in your life just to influence people, just to be a better person in your community. So yeah, definitely get out there. Um, yeah. So we got some more great shows coming up. We got two shows again next week. Uh, you'll be seeing these ugly mugs a whole bunch. Yep. Um, you used to it. <laughs> very handsome. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. So on Monday, we we were talking about it the other day, uh, but if you missed it, we were going to have uh, Tony from Fuego, mm-hmm. um, along with Derek from uh, Untergarden, Beer Untergarden, and together they uh, they opened up Matilda this past year. So we're going to be talking Fuego and Matilda uh, in the old Starry Nights location. And then uh, next Wednesday, a week from tonight... We'll be talking to Strange Bird, Strange Bird Brewing. Yes. Um, so I don't know how many. I got to check. But um, our first brewery? Because we keep talking about beer. Swiftwater was our first. Oh, right. Swiftwater. That was our first. Um, oh, don't good forget Swiftwater. Oh, sorry. First. 
I gotta go buy some swift water now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a reason to get some swift water. But um, we're definitely gonna have uh, Eric Salazar on here. Um, I don't know if we'll have Jeff Chang, but it's like a super group of Nate Stahl. Uh, I'm forgetting people, so I don't want to name everybody. But um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, but we're going to be talking beer. We're going to talk pizza. We're going to talk Strange Birds. So that's going to be another great show. Um, so next Wednesday, you don't want to miss that one. And Fuego and Matilda is going to be another great one, too. So I'm excited, Chris. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the week. <laughs> Yes, another one. Uh, you had some saucy chef tonight. I had some saucy chef. It was a, uh, it was a lot of food. <laughs> it was a lot of food, and I loved it. We'll be posting those photos on Instagram soon. Um, yes. Maybe she'll be on our show soon. We yeah. don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but um... yeah, yeah, we want to. <laughs> <laughs> we would like it. Yes, but um, yeah, Chris. Fan, another fantastic show um you look great <laughs> thank you thank you oh buddy um my favorite I'll, uh, I'll probably i'll probably see you soon maybe this yeah. week yeah we're gonna get saucy chef together sometime and i think we should make a run to strange bird just yes you know, for the fun of it yeah no definitely i'm down all right buddy I'll see you soon. Have a great week. Everybody have a great week. Be safe out there. Support local. (laughs) See you.